The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, well, great way to start. Eric is not at 100% great brain capacity. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we're live, uh, hitting it off here with some wide receiver talk. Uh, we, we took last week off because uh, Eric Eric uh, was a little under the weather, and so he, yeah. he took some time off. But welcome in, everybody. We're back to helping you dominate your fantasy drafts. We're getting close to where a lot of people are going to probably start uh, drafting their fantasy teams. I like to draft a little later in August. I'd like to see some preseason. What What about you, Eric? Where, where are you at with uh, where you like to draft and hold your home drafts? Oh, if it's, if it's my home draft, I mean, we schedule ours every um, Labor Day weekend, every Sunday. We all get together, do a live draft. So we wait just about as late as possible. So um, a home league, man, you got to... I don't know. You got to be able to accommodate all types. People are just picking it up late. People who are obsessed all off season. So I think the more information, the better. Um, but personally, I'm drafting all off season. I'm doing best balls. I'm doing dynasty drafts. So I, any time is a great time to draft for me. But uh, I think if it's your home league, wait as long as you can. Just maybe avoid an injury or two from preseason. Nobody wants to start their season like that. I think the off season is, uh, <clears throat> you know, the summer months are for the best ball drafts. Yeah, uh, because that's just it, it's almost like a, a snapshot in time where, you know, at that moment, this is where I saw things and you can maybe see some progression throughout because, you, you know, the the idea with best ball is you're not going to make any moves, right? Like that's just yep. the team you draft is the team you drafted and that's it. And you can check in. So I don't know what the stakes are on that. I don't know if anybody ever puts money on best ball leagues and walks away from it and you check back and see how you did a few months later or what, what the deal is with that. But um, not what we're talking about today. We're talking about, you know, getting you prepped for your, your drafts so that you can dominate. We're talking about wide receivers. And I, I had this like, great, like, Oh, I've got this in my closet. So um, I don't know if you can see this all that well. Oh, nice. This is a Larry legend. Uh, so I went to a, when the Cardinals were fun under the Bruce Arians uh, era, uh, I, I bought a, a Larry Fitzgerald shirt to go watch uh, with my friend who's a Vikings fan, went up to U.S. Bank and, mm-hmm. and watched, uh, watched him up there. Uh, David Johnson, who was a University of Northern Iowa graduate, was with them, and um, I, that's where I went to school. So it was kind of a, all right, yeah, I'll go cheer for the Cardinals. And um, that was fun to go into enemy territory wearing colors that I don't really care that about. But uh, yeah. how can you not like Larry Fitzgerald? 
you know. Oh, he was the best. So uh, he would have been on the S tier for many, many years uh, yeah. on, on a list like this. But uh, unfortunately, he is retired. So we won't be talking about Larry Fitzgerald. But let's get into these guys. We've got a ton of them. And even yeah. like five minutes before we were going to start, and you're like, hey, man, can you add somebody? <laughs> uh, so so we've got we've got a lot of guys to talk through. Um, so here's our board. You guys should be familiar with this at this point. Uh, we'll add in some of these fun little uh, fun little doohickeys here as we move along. But who do you want to start with? Who's your 1-1? As in terms of wide receiver, yeah. So, well, I want to start giving a shout out to Chris Sanzo on our uh, QB list website staff. Um, he helped with the wide receiver rankings. He wrote up the wide receiver rankings. It's a lot to write up every player for the rankings for the website. So, um, I am leaning on his rankings for this. I have certainly made some tweaks on my own, though. So, I did make these rankings my own, but I did want to give Chris a shout out up top. Um, but I'm going to go a little hot take here. I'm going just, Justin Jefferson, number one overall. Um, I think Cooper Cup is probably the consensus. Um, but I'm going Justin Jefferson. I think at wide receiver, we really need to chase the talent. Um, I, I just think it's one of those positions where um, target shares are earned. The ball goes their way because they're a talented player. And I think Justin Jefferson is the best young all-around receiver in the game. He can do everything. He can go deep. He can catch the intermediate passes. Um, I just love the spot he's in. He's managed huge target shares while playing for Mike Zimmer, who's like as old school as it gets. You know what I mean? That was not a progressive offense that he was playing for. Um, still managed uh, 167 targets last year. And now with the new coach coming over from the Rams offense, they're everything they're saying is that he is going to play the Cooper Cup role, which uh, we'll get to Cooper Cup soon, but he went nuclear last year. And the, the big thing on that is if they do what they do with Cup is he will get easy catches. So it's not going to have to be Jefferson catching all bombs all the time. We're going to get some easy layups. So this S tier, you could shuffle these all around. Um, I really say go get your guys on these receivers, but I, I think chase talent. And at the end of the day, talent is super important at wide receiver. How high up would you take him in a redraft draft league? Yeah, so that's kind of the question. I, I'm still going to take um, Jonathan Taylor ahead of him. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey ahead of him just because of how hard it is to find a good running back. Um, I've had Austin Eckler ahead of him all offseason, and I am starting to lower Eckler below some of these elite receivers. Okay. So you could take Jefferson third overall, and I would not bat an eye here. So okay. I think any of these receivers are in play from like three through six. So some of these top guys we're going to talk about here. I have no argument. I, I just want to make a comment that Vikings fans, you are spoiled at the wide receiver position. Yeah. The amount of talent that you have seen at wide receiver is disgusting. You know, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, uh, Diggs, uh, you know, even Thielen's pretty good, right? I mean, like, yeah. this is an amazing – and that's just, you know, the last 20 years. So, disgusting, disgusting amount of talent that you guys I, have I had. Think, I think Randy Moss is my favorite non-Bengal of all time. I just – watching that guy play, man, was just insane. You see those stats from, like, the Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys. He starts out, like – three catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns. It's just, there were not many players like Randy Moss. Puts his hand up, right? <laughs> he starts running, just puts his hand up. Like, could you imagine being a DB and seeing that hand go up and be like, oh no, I'm, hey, I'm toast. <laughs> it's, inc it's incredible. He had that, uh, that bomb they threw to him where he did kind of a, uh, a hook and lateral to another player. Like it was just, he was just two steps ahead of everyone out there. But unfortunately I, I, we can't draft Randy Moss this year. I so. would be remiss to, to mention that Charles Tillman did cover him quite well. 
Uh, so and, and he, he ripped the ball away from him. Uh, it was, you know, amazing interception. So Til- Tillman yeah. had had a had a pretty good run against uh, you know Moss and Megatron. So all right, um, we got Diggs, we got Cup, and we got your boy Jamar Chase. Uh, we yeah. got Devontae Adams. I think all of these guys are probably S tier, correct? Yeah, that those are the five. So right. you're right. I'm going to pull them up. I'm going to pull okay. them up. And we can talk about the order. Okay. So I have Cooper Cup second. Um, Chris Sanzow actually had him a little further down in his rankings. This is one of my tweaks I made. Um, so there's obviously when a player blows up like Cooper Cup did, you tend to kind of think there's going to be some regression coming the next year. It's just the loss of averages. Um, but Cooper Cup had 191 targets last year. And I think really the only concern at this point is Matthew Stafford's elbow, just how serious that is. There's kind of been conflicting reports. Is it a big deal or not? I tend to think he's going to be fine at this point. Um, I haven't seen any reports that totally, totally scared me off. So that's the only question with Cup. I mean, he just blew up last year. Um, the best point per game season over the past three years of any receiver that's still active. So he's shown us the biggest ceiling we've seen of a receiver recently. So uh, it's you could easily pick him number one. He can do everything. People think of Cup as some little slot receiver. He's, I think, 6'2". Like he's a big dude. He's a blocker. Like he does everything. So him and Jefferson are, they could almost be their own tier, but they're, they're right neck and neck with each other. Yeah. And there's, there's no real concern. I mean, Allen Robinson's a guy we'll talk about at some point, but you know, Allen Robinson's a really nice player, but this is, there's enough volume in this offense that you don't have to worry about this new receiver coming in and taking away any shine from cup. That's going to be a guy who's still going to get a huge amount of targets. Maybe not last year. Last year was kind of, ridiculous but you know who knows like at some point you have to bet that there's going to be like a 90 95 percent replication just because of how dominant he was and he's gonna you know i think you have to just assume that until he's not because you know it's it's the passing league wide receivers this isn't like a running back thing where you're like oh he had 350 carries gotta stay away right like that's not a thing with wide receivers like you just keep peppering my targets and that's 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 fine um, yeah. he's right. putting up good seasons with Jared Goff, like just as good a season right. as Tyreek Hills had with Patrick Mahomes. So like, you know what I mean? He was still a good player. So right. um, yeah, he, he, he deserves it. So I'm curious if you are going to put Jamar Chase third because of being a Bengals fan. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these three guys. These guys to me are very similar. Uh, the only difference being Adams has a new quarterback, but I mean, I'm not too worried about that either. So where do you go with these three? How do you stack them? I'm going Jamar Chase three. Um, Maybe it's a homer pick, but uh, it's pretty much in line with consensus, I believe. So there's a lot of reasons you could see this regressing for him. He was breaking long touchdown after long touchdown after long touchdown. Um, He did not have the target totals that we saw from some of these other players last year. Um, But, you know, even if we don't get as many bombs for touchdowns from Chase, I do think his volume is going to go up. They were easing Joe Burrow in for half the year last year coming off that ACL injury. Um, So I expect that to go up. He still saw 128 targets as a rookie, a little under uh, eight a game. I I just, I think there's so many ways his volume increases that even if the spiked like big plays drop off, and I don't know that those are going to drop off. I mean, he's just an explosive player that can pull away from everyone. And he's talked this um, training camp about, he wants to be used in the slot more. He wants them to move him around more. I mean, they, they pretty much just had him run go balls last year and he, still dominated. So I, I think if they add another um, aspect to his game and it sounds like they're going to, uh, he's not going to have a drop off and we could be looking at a 160 target season from him and he's even better than last year. So I, I see no, 
big red flags. He's just too talented for me to not take in the first round. Yeah, when you come out of the gate that strong with the yeah. you know as a first first round pick, you know the the drops in the preseason, you know that ever had everybody freaking out. Uh, let's put those aside for a second. But just how good yeah. he was as a rookie. I mean, again, it was like Jefferson. Jefferson as a rookie came out, just performed instantly. It's like, well, yeah, you bet on that, right? I mean, you know, the guys don't drop off very often in their second year if they're showing that much talent in their first. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to have Jamar Chase on a team because he's a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I would also love to have T. Higgins back because that was my guy last year. Uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll get we'll get to him, I'm sure. All right, so former Viking, current Bill uh, Diggs, former Packer, current Raider Adams. Uh, who's four? Who's five? I'm actually going Diggs here. Um, I, I think a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth on Diggs from last year. I mean, he still put up almost 300 PPR points. Like he had a good year, but we just didn't see those highs from him, I think maybe that we were hoping for in this Bills offense. Uh, about 17 points a game. A uh, year before he was around 20 points a game though. But his targets were still there. Like he's had 160 plus targets for two consecutive years. Like that's elite. He is he's one of the elite volume receivers maybe the elite volume receiver you're going to get. So in a Bills offense like that, with the fireworks there, with Josh Allen, like I just, I think if you give him 165 targets again, it's going to be better than last year. And it wasn't bad or anything last year. So I'm kind of going back to the well on Biggs here. Um, They've got enough weapons in the passing game. It's not like it's just him, but he's still their best receiver. So uh, I feel really comfortable. Diggs is my fourth receiver off the board. Yeah, clear cut number one. I don't think there's any. I mean, you know, everybody's kind of excited about Gabriel Davis and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't think there's anybody that's going to come anywhere close to touching his target share. And you know, that's yeah. that's safe and locked up. Adams is a little different in that, like you know, they've got Waller there. Um, you know, they, they've got some pieces around this offense, and I'm automatically giving the Raiders uh, the the fireworks as well, because yeah. again, anybody in the AFC West, I'm just like, yep, that, I think that division is just going to score a ton of points. But are you worried at all about him dropping from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr or, you know, this is his college quarterback. He'll be fine. I'm a little worried. Um, for one, he's hitting his age 30 season. It's not the same as running back where these guys just fall off a cliff, but he is getting up there in age. I mean, Diggs is hitting 29. So they are two of the older ones in this group, but um, as far as Adams goes, like he goes from Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks we've seen, and he was his only option in the passing game for years. Um, now he goes to Carr, who I do like, but is definitely a step down from Rodgers. And I mean, like you said, they're loaded. I mean, Darren Waller is a really, really good tight end, and Hunter Renfro is a really, really good slot receiver. I'm actually, I wonder what's going to happen to Renfro. We'll talk about him later because Adams does play out of the slot some, and that's Renfro's game. And if Suddenly Renfro's not in the slot a lot. That could hurt him. But I'm just interested to see where they line all these guys up, where Renfro's lined up, where Adams is lined up, where Waller's lined up. I think he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. It's just a question of are we getting to 170 targets again for for Devontae Adams. So we'll see. Um, It would not surprise me, though, at all if he has 15 touchdowns and he's a first-round pick again next year. Before we get to the A tier, we got a little question, and I love I love hypothetical fantasy questions. This is actually my favorite part about producing fantasy content. And when I, I used to do a lot more of that before, you know, I just uh, you know went more towards the the football stuff, uh, yeah. the real football stuff, I guess. But uh, Dan asked, uh, let me just throw it up on the screen here. Uh, he's got the fifth pick in a twelve team PPR draft. He has Justin Jefferson as a keeper. Um, way late. Good for you, man. Uh, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says, if Cup is there at five, do I go get him? 
or do I take a running back such as Najee or uh, Dalvin Cook? So, you know, we, we'll talk a little bit more about this when we kind of put it all together. Yeah. But my my impression is if you have you've already established your wide receiver one mm-hmm. with your keeper and with a top five pick, you probably should grab a running back so that you have that number one running back salted away. and You don't have to worry about that. You can go get your wide receiver two afterwards. Is that kind of your instinct as well? It depends. I, I think okay. if, if it was me. I would take Cooper Cup and I would have the top two receivers in the league, um, probably two of the top five players in, in all of fantasy drafts, and I would figure out running back. Um, I totally understand that not everyone spends their waking life uh, researching, you know, backup running backs and waiver wires and stuff. So if you're concerned about struggling at running back all year, I don't think you're going to go wrong with Najee or Dalvin, but I just, I think Jefferson and Cooper Cup is an awfully unique team you can put together. And uh, if they do what they did last year, if Jefferson takes another little mini leap, I mean, you're getting 20 points a game from your two year receivers. I mean, you could not draft a receiver for four rounds if you wanted to after that. You know what I mean? Like you're set. So I get it. If you don't want to fade that running back, I, I totally get it. And with keepers, too, I don't know who else kept who's available, but um, I don't know, man. I kind of just Jefferson cop. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree. And then real quick, he's actually asking the exact same question I was going to ask yeah. you. Would you be worried at all about doubling up on the Minnesota offense? Or would you rather split out and say, I'll take one share of the Minnesota offense with Jefferson and I'll take uh, another share with a different offense? So in this in this instance, uh, the Steelers with Najee. Yeah, I don't think we should worry about that in general, but I do think that Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris are close enough together where I probably would use that as a tiebreaker on Harris. Um, yeah, I, if, if that team, I mean, it depends on how you view this. If you're playing first or bust, you know, like who cares if the Vikings crash and burn, like it wasn't your year anyway. Um, but I, I think it makes sense to diverse, diversify a little bit and to kind of cover your bases in case, you know, Kirk Cousins gets hurt or something. So I, I would probably use it for the tiebreaker in that scenario. But if it was like, you know, Dalvin Cook versus um, Aaron Jones, like then I'm going Dalvin Cook still. You know what I mean? If there's okay. a bigger gap between them. Right. All right. All right. Well, let's get into the A tier here. So these are the guys that are, you know, a, a step below this S tier, established absolute stars. Uh, and and let's let's pull some guys up. I, I know that some of these guys have to be up here. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume these, these guys for sure. Uh, how about Waddle, DJ Moore? Yeah, so... Waddle's going to be one of the hot takes, so um, we'll okay. get to that. But yeah, all these guys are in there. You can put Tyreek up there too. Um, Godwin sneaks in the back. I mean, there's a bunch in this tier, so okay. hey, let's leave Godwin out for now because he is kind of coming off an injury. We're going to okay. run out of room in this tier. Um, uh, let's start with- I'll oh, shrink him down. I'll shrink okay. him down. Well, we'll start it out with C.D. Lamb. Um, he okay. is first in my tier. He's one that um, a lot of real smart people in the fantasy industry are kind of fading. He... He's been solid so far in his career, but he has not drawn the kinds of target shares you would think from a talent like we thought he was coming in. So I totally get that. Um, He's been kind of more like a 14, 15 point a game receiver so far. Um, It shouldn't matter that Amari Cooper and those guys were there. Like if if CeeDee Lamb's as good as we think he is, he should get targets. But I'm willing to bet on him, man, personally. Like the draft capital, everything, like it's everything points that he should be due for a breakout. They desperately need him this year. I mean, they've got to throw him the ball with Gallup hurt to start the year, Amari Cooper gone. So 
I just think he's going to be force-fed the ball. And I think Dak Prescott's a really good quarterback. So I'm going to take my chances. It's CeeDee Lamb and it's Dalton Schultz, and there's not a lot else to get the ball to. So uh, I feel good about CeeDee Lamb breakout season here. But you do need the breakout if you're taking him at wide receiver six. Like, we're kind of breaking it in already. Yeah, this is a this is interesting tough tough break here uh, from from those top five down to some yeah. question marks because the guy that I like best is actually T Higgins, but he's yeah. the number two. But is he like more like a number two or is he one B? Yeah, at this point in this offense, is, is <laughs> T Higgins your next? Is it is it is it Depot? Where do you got? Where do you go? So this is where I have been swayed from some hot takes from my staff members. So um, we are very high on Jalen Waddle here, and I know a lot of people think it's crazy. Um, they get Tyreek Hill now, and Tyreek Hill adds the offense to steal targets from Jalen Waddle. That's kind of the narrative out there. Jalen Waddle keeps getting overlooked, though. Like, he was, what, pick five or six overall in the draft last year. So you got that insane draft capital that you want. He's fast. He comes from a big school. And last year, he had 140 targets last year as a rookie. You don't see rookies do that. Like, that is very rare. That's more targets than Jamar Chase had. Um, you look at Tyreek Hill, who we're worried about here, he has not had – I guess Jalen Waddle had a 100-catch season last year. Um, Tyreek Hill had his first 100-catch season last year with Patrick Mahomes. So I think the narrative that Tyreek Hill is going to come in and take all the work is a little wrong. Um, Hill is going to be a deep threat. He's going to get the ball a lot. But there is a ton of opportunity here for Waddle. And I don't know. Like it's – Ryan Heath did a big study on sophomore wide receivers. You kind of hinted at the idea there. If you sort out all the bad rookie receivers and you take the rookie or the rookie receivers that had a good season and you look at how they do as sophomores, they almost always outperform their or not almost always, but they uh, they outperform their ADP above typical receivers do. Like if you had a good year as a rookie, you tend to take a jump your sophomore year. And mm -hmm. Waddle is one of them that met all those thresholds. It's like Waddle, um, Amon Ross St. Brown. We'll get to some of them as we go. But there's a group of soft, uh, sophomore receivers that are being slept on a little bit. And I don't think we can just overlook them because they are talented and they had huge rookie seasons. So this section of this tier, you can jumble these up however you want, but I, I, it's you're not going to take Waddle as the seventh receiver either. Um, I'm just really trying to get people on him this year because I, I don't think Tyreek Kill is going to steal all his work. work. Yeah, man, you got to plant your flag. Yeah. yeah. That's what this industry is all about, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so who's next then? Uh, are you are you going Higgins or are you going Debo? Don't um, tell me DJ Moore. Let's get Higgins in there. Okay, all right. You don't you don't like DJ Moore? No. I'm not more than T Higgins. I, I mean, okay. you know, if if I'm if I'm rack, if I'm ranking this group, um, yeah. I'm I'm I'd rather have the Bengal. Even if he is number two, I just think that 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 offense is pretty dynamite right now. Yeah, well, more on more on DJ Moore, but yeah, I mean T Higgins, like you know, the fact that he survived Jamar Chase is pretty incredible. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase comes in and just lights it up, and Higgins was putting up points in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. I mean, he had that big catch against uh, Jalen Ramsey in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know what more you would want to see out of Higgins. Um, he did battle a little bit of an injury last year, got some surgery on the offseason, so he was even playing a little banged up. But he had 16 PPR points a game last year on uh, just a little under eight targets a game. So I think the Bengals are really one of those fun offenses where they're going to concentrate it all on Higgins and Jamar Chase. And you, you could probably start – you could draft both of them. Like, you know, I, we don't like that normally, but – I don't think there are going to be that many games where you get a dud from both of them. It's a skinny tree, yeah. right? Like it, it, there's not uh targets going to 10 players. It's mm -hmm. most of the targets are going to be concentrated to these. And I think that the difference is, I think that what I like about Higgins is that 
he's he's a first round pick. He's talented, right? Like I mean, he he's got all the talent in the world. It's just that he took a more, you know, a normal learning curve where it took him a while to to really ramp up and and be the guy that he is now. Whereas Chase comes in and he's just dynamite from from the jump, right? Like I mean, you know, again, the bad preseason aside, he right. was awesome uh, when when the regular season started, and so I think people are attracted to the shiny object in mm-hmm. Jamar Chase but there's more value where you can get him in T Higgins. And yep. so that's I, T Higgins kind of my guy. And he was, uh, you know, on my fantasy team that won the championship last year. And I, you know, so I, yep. I, I love that. Right. And then I won some money on the Super Bowl because I bet, I bet T Higgins two touchdowns. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that's incredible. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice bet. He caught one from Joe Mixon. That's, that's awesome. Um, uh, hey man, that count. Yeah. Hey, and even a little more in his favor, like you say, he didn't like just crush it from the very start like Jamar Chase did. Well, he played the second half of his rookie year with Brandon Allen and not uh, and not Joe Burrow. And not Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow got hurt. So right. uh, that's probably when he would have been coming on. So, um, yeah, actually, I don't even know if it's Brandon Allen at that point. I, I blacked out that half of the year. So um, without Joe Burrow on the field. Last year was a little better for you as a Bengals a little, fan. A little bit better. <laughs> All right, so who who you got next? Who would be so this would be number nine, wide receiver nine for you. I'm I'm gonna get one more in before we get to Debo. I'm sorry. Um we're gonna go with DJ Moore, and I know I, okay. I guess you don't like him. Um so tell me why. Tell me why DJ Moore is a top ten wide receiver. Because first of all, um, as shocking as this may be, uh Baker Mayfield may be the best quarterback he's ever played with. Okay. Um he's played with Sam Barnett. Um he's played with late career Cam Newton. Uh was Kyle Allen involved in the, it was a bad stretch of quarterback play. Um, so I, I do think that Baker is going to take him a little bit to another level. He's been 14 to 15 fancy points per game the past three years. He's still only 25. Like he's the same age as, you know, players that have been around a while, you know, like it, we think of him as a veteran at this point, but I mean, he's a young guy. So um, he gets targets every single year. His target share was really good last year. Um, just the offense was such a mess. Like he just gets the ball. I like him because um, he can go. He sh- he's shown that he can go deep. He can win deep. Um, he's also someone who will throw the layups to on slants and crossers. And he's had really, really low touchdown percentages. And that's really what's holding him back. Maybe he's just not a touchdown scorer, but maybe he's just playing with horrible quarterbacks. So I, I think he is one of the safest receiver picks like he's survived all of this and he's still good every week and he gets a lot of volume almost 10 targets a game last week it's just um can he take the next step is the real question is he could he actually challenge to be like the wide receiver one and i can understand that i can understand the pushback there he might not be quite that elite elite receiver but he's really good and he's really young so i, I we could see his best season yet i think the panthers might implode this year uh i I think that's on the table yeah i i don't think that i just think that like there's a really high percentage this team is just gonna implode um i i i do worry about low touchdown percentage i don't think that this is like a magical regression to the mean thing i think it just might be who he is um but but that you know that's fair but if you're in like a full ppr league yeah like you say this is a very safe pick to me um i'm not sure why you wouldn't pick like keenan allen Right, someone like that instead. Um, but again, that's fine if you're in a traditional league, uh, traditional whatever you would call it, uh, a non PPR league. Mm-hmm. I, I this I don't think you wouldn't make my top ten. 
by any by any stretch of the imagination. So it, it yeah. just feels high to me. I would and and I don't think he's a fun player, which <laughs> fantasy, especially up top, is a yeah. little bit of like give me the shiny object. I just I just okay. made fun of people for taking the shiny object too too high with Chase, which I would love Chase. I already said that too. Uh, but um yeah, I don't know. I there you know, having two really fun players still here to rank, right. uh, that that that's uh that's that's where I'm at. But anyway. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Um Debo's up next. So we talk about regression candidates. Debo is the prime regression candidate this, this year. Um he put up 21 points per game, uh fancy points per game on PPR leagues last year. Only seven and a half targets per game. That's not up in the same level as those players that put up those points last year. And he scored eight rushing touchdowns on just 59 attempts. Like, that's insane. I know he's super talented and Shanahan uses him in extraordinary ways, but that could have been easily two rushing touchdowns on 59 attempts. Like, he he ran super hot there. He was scoring them from like 15, 16 yards out. And I just, I don't, we don't want our receivers in a PPR league running the ball, really. I mean, it's it's great that he did that in addition to everything, but um, we want him catching passes. And so I don't know. If you take off some of those touchdowns, um, he had a crazy yards per reception, um, if that regresses some. And then Trey Lance, as much as I love drafting him for fantasy purposes, um, his, I would expect the passing volume to be lower with Lance. I would expect him to run more. He could be a little more scattershot. There's been a lot of talk out of camp that, him and Brandon Ayuk are a little more of like a pairing. Like, not that Debo is going to become the two on this team, but uh, Ayuk's more of a downfield threat. So, I think Debo is going to be really good. I just do not want to take him where he's being drafted. Um, I can check on his ADP here, but um, let me know if you have any pushback on him because it's just more where he's going. He's a super talented player. I all right. So we're going to get to Brandon Ayuk in this in this yeah. recording. Yeah. Um, I love Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> yeah, but but, you, but you're right. It's a very interesting offense because you've got a second year quarterback who we barely saw in his rookie year. Yeah. You, you have to assume he's going to have some growing pains, but he's got you know one of the best uh, coordinators calling plays for him and bringing him along. You've got target share competition with George Kittle and with with Brandon Ayuk. And does Ayuk fit better with? Trey Lance, he certainly might. So, you know, there, I think you're right about there being a regression candidate. There are a few players that are more fun than Debo. Yeah. First of all, his name's Debo. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and secondly, he's just, you know, you turn on red zone, he's going to be there, right? Like, yeah. you know, and that, so is Kittle, right? Like, those are fun, fun players. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. The, the next guy you have is, is Tyreek Hill and, I don't blame you for having him down lower. I can't believe we have two dolphins up this high. <laughs> that's that's, <wild. laughs> that's something, especially with Tua. Um, I I think that there's certainly a scholarship level here that that's why he's here because of his body of work and what he's done. Yeah. I would be really worried about counting on Tyreek Hill with with Tua because yeah. I'm not sure that I've seen the arm strength from Tua. Maybe I'm just wrong and he'll he'll come out and show it. But um, I just I just haven't seen it enough to believe it. And I need to. I will probably miss out on Tyreek Hill this year because I, I'm going to let somebody else draft him as high as he's going. Right. And again, like this is not the order to draft them in. Um, it's it's more me kind of ranking them so you don't draft Tyreek Hill and you do draft Jalen Waddle to some extent. Like Tyreek Hill's going to pick 21 overall right now on Fantasy Pros, and Waddle's going to pick 40. So 
I just think when you compare the two of them, a second round pick or a fourth round pick, I'll take Waddle all day in the fourth round. Um, like I said with Hill, like, I mean, he just had his first hundred catch season in his career playing with Patrick Mahomes. It's his sixth season in the league. Um, I mean, he's been over a thousand yards every year. Like, don't get me wrong, but he's not been quite the like target monster catch monster. He, he's just a, I mean, not just, but he's a deep threat. And like you said, I, it's a serious change from Patrick Mahomes to, <laughs> to Tua, no matter what you think of Tua, like, it's just, that would be a drop off for anyone. So where Devonte Adams, I think maybe has the more complete game. I just worry a little bit about Tyreek Hill and that offense. We'll see. I don't know how this offense is going to shake out. It's one I'm really intrigued by. So um, I'm, I'm going to be looking at Miami quite a bit this preseason. All right. We've got the, uh, anybody else in the A tier for you that I can pull up? I th- you want me to pull I'm Godwin gonna, up? I think I'm going to call it there. It, okay. These receiver ranks fluctuate a lot and I, I think I'm going to call it right there. I had a couple. No, you know what? Let's get one more there. Mike, get Mike Evans in there. I was going to actually yeah. ask about Mike Evans because, yeah. uh, you know, Robert Mays and I believe Nate Tice were talking about mm-hmm. well, this, uh, you know, is, is Mike Evans a Hall of Famer? And they sort of started off with like, no, yeah. Yeah, no way. And then they sort of kept talking themselves into like, maybe he is because of this, the steady, like elite output that he has had. He's a pretty impressive guy. And I think I think somehow along the way, we forgot about how good Mike Evans is. Um, and th- maybe there's just, you know, f- more fun players out there. But this guy is, he's really an alpha dog that can absolutely give you steady points for your entire season. Yeah, and he's kind of, you can poke a lot of holes in his profile. I mean, he's already got a hamstring thing going on in camp. He's he's one of those players that comes off the field like every three plays. If you roster him, you're like, oh my, he just blew out his hamstring. Like, it's over. And he's back on the field catching touchdowns. So he's already going through a little hamstring thing. That's kind of par for the course. But uh, he's been in the league, what, I think eight years? He's had 1,000 yards every single year. He's had 12 or more touchdowns in four seasons. Like people see his touchdowns 13 and 14 the past two years of Brady. Like if you look at his targets compared to that, which are barely over a hundred, it's like, that's going to regress. Like that may, like you can't score 14 touchdowns on 114 targets. That doesn't, but it's, it's Brady. And if Brady's thrown to him in the red zone, like he's got to score touchdowns. So you throw in Godwin, who's actually coming back a lot quicker than we thought. Um, but he still is coming off an ACL injury. Um, Antonio Brown is gone, which like he was huge when he was on the field, he got targeted like crazy. Um, they replaced him with Julio, who we don't know if he can stay healthy at this point. So I find it hard to believe Mike Evans doesn't score 12 touchdowns this year. So yeah, yeah. It feels like double digit touchdowns is like a, is a, that's never a safe bet for anybody, but if it's a safe bet for anybody, it's Mike Evans just because of what he's playing with and, and and his track record. So uh, I'm glad you put him here because I was going to question you if you put him down. Um, All right. So let's, let's start the next tier. Uh, and, and again, you know, maybe these breaks aren't as like drastic as the ones up above from from Adams to Lamb. But, um, you know, who can we start populating the next tier with? So I feel a lot like of guys I high- like here, a lot yeah, of guys I like here. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm higher on Deontay Johnson than a lot of people. And I get it. Like the offense is scary. We don't know what quarterback I, I'd put him in the safe tier. Honestly, if we're doing boom and safe, like I, he's going to be higher than some of the people in the boom tier. But um, I, I know the quarterback situation scares people off. In Pittsburgh, I actually watched the preseason game for what we saw. Um, watched all three quarterbacks. Trubisky looked fine. Like I, he didn't look like he was going to just melt down the offense. Pickett came in at the end, looked fine. Like I think they can get the ball. 
to these talented players in Pittsburgh. And I mean, he's had 144 targets and 169 targets the last two years. So I just think that talented receivers draw targets and I don't think it's going to change. So he's, he's a good route runner and let's see what happens playing with someone other than Roethlisberger who can get the ball downfield a little bit. So I, I don't know. I like Deontay Johnson. Yeah. I had no, had no real arm there in Pittsburgh <laughs> for the last couple of years. So watching that offense was was the weirdest thing and the fact that that team got in the playoffs is just insane that was that was ridiculous that was like a bye week for week one for playoffs um okay so i I agree with you um he's he's kind of a a safe floor bet who else you got um uh who who would be next for you they're real close in this tier um these next three it's it's between Godwin, which is the injury stuff, Terry McLaurin and A.J. Brown are my three. And I think I'd put Godwin and Brown in the boom tier. I guess McLaurin's safer. I, I, yeah, it's hard to I say when you're right. playing in Washington. But um, Godwin, I mean, if if he comes back from this ACL and is on the field week one, week two, like pretty quickly, I mean, we just we know how good he is. Um, they're going to need to get the ball to him. Brady's excellent. Like, it's, it's really just all about health with Godwin because he's kind of – been draftable ahead of Evans at times. You know what I mean? Like if he was fully healthy, we could probably put him right up with Evans in that A tier. So I love Godwin. Um, McLaurin, I I think I'm technically next. Um, I just think he's a really, really good player. And he's kind of one of those where, I mean, Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback, but he might be the best quarterback that McLaurin's played with. I mean, it's been Taylor Heineke. And so I don't know. I'm betting on talent with McLaurin. Um, It's, it's, you can, you can look at his stats. Like he was pretty good as a rookie, um, but it, it's really like we're just waiting for the quarterback to help him out. So there's not a ton of analysis on McLaurin. And then A.J. Brown, like I think he's one of the better receivers in the league. It's just a matter of is the volume going to be there with Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. Um, he's got to split work with Devontae Smith. So I love A.J. Brown. He's one of the best after-the-catch guys. You could probably give him that bulldozer. Like he yeah. just plows over people, like <laughs> breaks tackles in routes and – he, he's one of the best receivers in the league. So a little bit of an injury history, um, a little bit of volume concerns. But, uh, you know, if, if it goes well in, in Philadelphia, he could blow up this year. Yeah, in terms of, like, real receiver, like, uh, you know, real football receivers, Brown and McLaurin are just such big favorites for me. McLaurin's just one of the yeah. best route runners in the league. Uh, yeah. AJ Brown just just a really fun football player to watch and and brings a lot and I think it'll be interesting to see what he brings to Philadelphia. I think he's an interesting fit. Um, but like yeah. you say, they you know what that what's that offense going to look like? He's got a big target share competition with Devontae Smith, who I'm sure we're going to get to here quick. Um, and you know what what does that offense look like with Jalen Hurts? I don't know, right? So that that's that's what you're you know there's yeah. there's a lot of moving parts there. Um, let's pull up some some more guys here. So who who's you know. Give me your next three or four. Let's get another uh, another hot take here. Let's get uh, Mike Williams ahead of his well-known receiver, Keenan Allen. What do you think about that? I mean, uh, Keenan Allen's going to let, – let's deal with him. Keenan yeah. Allen's going to go he's in safe. the yeah. – he's the safe tier. Williams is the boom tier. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, Williams fits with, uh, with uh, Herbert yeah. very well. Um, I mean, Allen's a nice safety net, of course, uh, but he's getting a little – you know, he's getting a little older. Yep. Uh, and then, and then of course, Williams just, he's just perfect for it, for Herbert's big arm. Yep. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, Mike Williams is 27, Keenan Allen's 30. We've seen a decline in Keenan Allen's numbers over the past three years. They're still good. He's still going to get a lot of volume, a bunch of catches. Like I'm fine drafting him, 
Um, but it's kind of curious that like the last two years with Herbert, uh, his yards per reception have been down. Like you would think it'd be the opposite, you know? So that makes me wonder if there's a bit of decline here. He's never had 10 touchdowns. Um, he's super safe. Like you're not, you're never going to be upset with him on your team, but it's just, it's kind of chasing Williams here. It's, it's, I've been very skeptical of Williams in the past, um, but just some of those highs we saw from last year, I, I kind of feel like it's worth chasing. So he's going to get banged up a lot because he just kind of lays out for every catch, it seems like. But um, other than that, I do like Mike Williams a lot. I kind of feel like Keenan Allen's a, like your perfect wide receiver too, which is exactly yeah. kind of where you have him here. Is I mean, he maybe he's a little low, but you know, it's just this guy that's like safe, safe floor, you know, yeah. you can go chase a wide receiver three that might, you know, be a little bit riskier because you have Keenan Allen. You, you know, he's going to give you like good solid points. You don't want to like necessarily have your whole receiving core be Keenan Allen's, but right. it's it's a guy that like, you know, has a real good role here. Um, is there anybody in between McLaurin and Allen or should I slide him over? Mm, I, I don't know if I... I don't know if there's safe players in between them. So go ahead and slide him over. Some of these receivers are tough to peg if they're safe or if they're boom. So we'll we'll sort through this as we go. Um, Next up, I have Cortland Sutton. Um, It's kind of a choice between him and Jerry Judy. And I used to be on the the Judy team um, all throughout his career, honestly. But the more I think about it with Russell Wilson, I think Sutton's his guy, honestly. Like, Wilson throws deep more than anyone in the league. Like last year, you look at his deep ball numbers. He's way up there, number one. And I think Sutton wins on those balls better than Judy. There's been a lot of talk out of camp that Sutton's the guy who he kind of goes to when he's in trouble. Um, Judy's kind of had a star-crossed start to his career a little bit here. I mean, we're going to get to him real soon, so I still like Judy. But I think Judy's a little more of the Keenan Allen, not as good, though, in this offense. And Sutton's a little more of the Mike Williams. And I don't know. Russell Wilson loves throwing it deep. He doesn't throw it over the middle much. So um, I, I like Sutton. I've been drafting a ton of Sutton. Um, I've been doing best ball drafts, and he's one of my most drafted wide receivers. Um, trying to see if there's anyone else we've talked about who's on that list. Corlin Sutton, T. Higgins, C.D. Lamb. Those are some of my most drafted, and then some we'll get to here in a little bit. So I just I really like where Sutton's going in drafts, and if, if Wilson blows up, I, I think it's Sutton. But Okay. We'll, we'll see. Well, and again, AFC West, so giving them the fireworks. And <laughs> and I think that you're right in terms of, you know, people are talking about, well, is Russ declining? Is, you know, is, is it was it just a situation in Seattle? Like, what's going on with Russ? I would say that maybe his athleticism isn't quite what it used to be, yeah. but that moon ball's still there. Yeah. That deep ball's still, that's what he does. He works, you know, outside and, and deep because he's not tall, right? So he's not working in the middle of the field. Right. Sutton, man, like, yeah, go get it. So um, I I agree with you. I think he's going to be the beneficiary. All right. Let's we're getting close to a good one here, but um, I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman here. We're we're almost there. Don't worry. We're almost there. Um, What would you call Bateman? Um, I would have said safe just because he's in that offense. Yeah. Um, So I I guess I put him here. I love him. I think he's a, I think he's a really fun play. I mean, you know, he's got McLaurin vibes for me. Yeah. He's the type that the, the tape watchers just rave about. I mean, like, you know, some of us, us stiff sitting at home, we're like, I, I mean, he looks good. I can't, you know, and then the, 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 the experts are like, man, I'm telling you, he's ready for a breakout. So um, they got rid of Hollywood Brown in, in Baltimore, and uh, it's him and Mark Andrews, and I'm pretty high on Lamar. I mean, I know he's not Mahomes as a passer, but I still think that he can feature two pretty high-end fantasy pass catchers. So I really like Bateman. I think just – 
I think there's some second year receivers that I like more than him in a vacuum, but I really like his situation. It's just Baltimore is just such a stable organization that I trust them. I I think Bateman's going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, we're already, you know, some wide receiver 20 ish. Yep. Right. So I I would be happy if I could get him around around that range. Yep. Uh, Because I do think he's going to be, Andrews is obviously going to be a big target for them, but, but he's, he's going to be right there. Um, so yeah, I would do that. Uh, th- again, there's still guys that are here that I, I really like, which, which is good because yeah. I, I, you need wide receivers. So, um, yeah. who, who's next for you? And we will hit a cliff. It won't be till the flex probably episode, but it, they do dry up at some point. So this is the range. This is the range I'm drafting, man. That's like what we're talking about now. I love these guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. And next up is Darnell Mooney. I really like Mooney, not just being a homer here. Um, he is, Another on my list of most drafted receivers and best ball drafts. I mean, he's really great for best ball because you just get the spike weeks on the deep plays from him. Um, but there's just nobody else who's going to command targets. Like, I mean, Cole Komet could draw targets, but he's a tight end. Like, Mooney's just going to get the ball a ton. I I still believe in Justin Fields. Um, and he had a good rookie year. I mean, we that offense was a disaster, and he still got targeted a lot. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot of good things with Mooney. I mean, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't a rookie year last year. It yeah, it was his year, second year. But even so. his rookie year, he had 98 targets. Like, that's pretty great for a rookie. So um, get him more than four touchdowns, you know. He's already had a 1,000-yard season. I think he could have a big year. Yeah, no Allen Robinson, but Allen Robinson wasn't much of a factor last year. And um, his, the connection between him and Fields is real. Like yeah. being in camp for three practices, that first yeah. preseason game, it's real. They work together. The, you know, they're going to sign Darnell Mooney to an extension in the offseason because there is no way that they can keep Justin Fields happy without Darnell Mooney. Right. I mean, that that's where that's how close that bond is. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to rewrite the record books if they can, you know, be good and keep going. Uh, not, not that the record books in Chicago are all that <laughs> impressive when it comes to wide receivers and, and quarterbacks, but it, they're going to own everything before too much longer. Uh, so, as a Bengals fan, I, I think uh, Evan McPherson already owns the most field goals in playoff history record. So I, I do <laughs> love to explain it to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, all right. I mean, I guess I don't know who, like maybe Robbie gold. I don't, I don't, you know, Butler, yeah, yeah. you know, Kevin Butler. I don't, I don't really know who would own that for the bears. That's a random record, but yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, um, but Mooney though, like normally I would a fifth round pick, like I'm very skeptical on them coming into the league, but when you get a hundred and 140 targets in two seasons, that's, that's all I need to see. You're getting the ball and, and hard I'll worker. The first yeah. thing he bought was a jugs machine for himself. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, like, you know, you know, uh, meatball football fans, like, ah, give me, give me, give me, right? Yep. So, all right, all right, who's who's after Mooney? Oh, uh, I got distracted on his pro football reference page. Um, Where are we at here? Uh, we already talked about, yeah. Let's do Jerry Judy. Um, I think he's more in the safe, even though he's been a little – less than safe so far in his career, but I do think Russell Wilson will change that. So it's really hard to know what to do with Judy and Sutton to some extent because the quarterback plays so bad. And Jerry Judy um, had a high ankle sprain sprain early last year and then wasn't himself playing through it. So like, if you look at his stats, they're pretty bad. Like if you look at some advanced stats on him, but it was also with bad quarterbacks and a bad ankle. So I think we give him the benefit of the doubt, but um, we'll see. I just don't know if he's going to get quite the volume. But now that Tim Patrick is out for the year, it does open up a lot of work for Judy. So I, I've kind of raised him up my rankings since that happened. Okay. There's a couple of guys we haven't talked about yet that I have above him uh, personally. So okay. I'm, I'm curious. As I'll, I'll mention them when we get to him. Uh, next, I have DK Metcalf. I don't know what to do with him, man. Like I, 
I, these are the type of players I just draft. Like he's a monster. He's a deep ball threat. He's got a terrible quarterback now, though. I mean, we saw him play pretty well at Geno Smith last year when Russell Wilson was hurt. He's the type of player that I want to buy low on, but I hate the Seattle situation. So <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on Metcalf. I mean, they're going to be bad, right? Yeah. Like that team's going to be bad. They're going to be in the running probably for, you know, one of the top picks, uh, if not the top pick in the draft next year. But who else, what else are you going to do? Right. So if you're at this point in the draft, he's going to go before this, right? Somebody's going to get excited because he's a, he's a household name and he's yeah. a fun player, right? So, yeah. so somebody's going to take him earlier than this, but if you were following these rankings and kind of you know, playing it out and somehow he was still on the board. Yeah. yeah I mean, you've already, you assume either you already have at least one, maybe even two wide receivers at this point. And exactly. if he's your wide receiver three, great. The problem yeah. is he's not going to, it's not going to happen. Right. Like somebody's going to take him because they know who he, they know his name and they're going to be excited. He's on the board. So I don't think that you're going to most, you know, if, if you if you agree with that assessment, I don't like taking guys on t- on bad teams, even though garbage time is a real thing. Um, but when your quarterback situation is so bad that you're not even sure you can do garbage time, I'm not quite sure what it's going to be. I just think games are going to be ugly in Seattle. Yeah, for right? sure. Right. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, I watched that Steelers Seahawks, what we saw. And I mean, Geno Smith's fine. He runs the offense, but there's just not much exciting there. And Drew Locke didn't look any better in the second half. So it's it's tough. I really like Metcalf. So um, I was kind of holding out hope all offseason they'd get Jimmy Garoppolo, honestly. And I think that would have looked a lot different, but it seems a little late for that. No, I was, I, well, I was hoping they trade. Uh, he'd get traded to the Bears. Yeah, you know, a lot so of people that's what I was hoping for. were hoping. A lot of Bears fans are hoping for that over there. Oh so. yeah, heck yeah, that would be so uh, much fun with Fields. That would be uh, a anyway. lot of fun. All right, next, um, this grouping here is real close. Um, I got Pittman next. I don't know how you okay. feel about Pittman. I um, like Pittman more than Judy. This is okay. one of the guys I was going to say. I, I like I like him quite a bit. I, I want some shares here, and I think it's more me being a little hesitant with Matt Ryan than anything. Um, I think that's what's holding me back on Pittman. I just, he's been in some bad situations in Atlanta, Matt Ryan has, um, but he was, when he was under pressure, he did not look very good. So I think it's just a matter of how much are they going to run? How much does Matt Ryan have left in the tank? Um, But I do think Pittman has all the skills to be a a pretty high volume receiver. And he already showed it to some extent last year with uh, Carson Wentz. So I I really do like Pittman too. Um, He's right. Like this group here, you can shuffle them around. They're real close together. I think Frank Reich is a yeah. is a, a better offensive mind than he gets credit for. I, I think that. that what he was able to do with Carson Wentz last year was really impressive. Um, mm-hmm. You look at Carson Wentz's numbers last year; they actually weren't bad. Now, I mean, he did, he made boneheaded throws, but you know, Dan Reich, uh, uh, Dan Reich, uh, you know, uh, Frank Reich can't do everything for him, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he put him in really good situations. I think he got a lot out of him. Yeah. I Matt Ryan is. He's not that old. I mean, he's older, but he's not that old. This is a guy who had an MVP. You know, he yep. has played at a very high level before. Atlanta, you know, everything kind of fell, uh, uh, you know, off around him. He comes into a much better situation. This offensive line isn't perfect, but it's right. it's much better than what he had in Atlanta, at least off the top of my head. Um, right. And you know, he he's got you know uh, he's got Pittman to throw to, which which that that's that's pretty good. I, I don't know. I, I feel like. I feel like this is a good move for Matt Ryan. I, I think that the the Colts were very savvy in how that they waited out the market. Maybe they got a little lucky, but they waited out. They got another guy to come in. I think they're going to get more than one year out of Matt Ryan, and I think that he can um, deliver like you know 
above average to maybe even good quarterback play. And to me, that that rises the the tide here. And I, and I feel feel like Pittman, I would have him, you know, four or five guys higher. I will say just to play devil's advocate, um, the the Colts offense can be a little maddening from a fantasy perspective because they just cycle through guys, especially tight end. Like you can't even play their tight ends because they got like five of them. But I think Pittman's good enough. It's not a big deal. But they do have some options in this passing game. They're going to get work. But I, I agree with you. Draft Pittman, I, I think probably ADP-wise, he's, he's pretty easy to get to. He's not quite up there where like you're really having to spend a high pick on him. So I, I'm on board with it. I think he makes a jump this year. Um, who, so. who do you got next? Um, I've got Allen Robinson. I, I don't know if I've dropped him down at all since the Stafford elbow news. So maybe I should drop him a couple spots. I don't know, but just everything out of camp has been so positive about really him. Has. Like it's at some point it's kind of like, okay, I trust Stafford. I trust McVay and Robinson was good. So, um, he could get a ton of work. They revived Odell Beckham's career. Um, and you know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago Robinson was getting 150 targets every single year. So right. I, I think he could have another run in him. And I, he's been rising up draft boards, and I still don't know if he's quite high enough to um, ADP-wise. I think he's still worth going to get. Yeah, I agree. Don't have any notes there. Um, yeah. I uh, I would draft him above Jerry Judy. Okay, That's where I'm yeah. at with that, too. Yeah, I keep waffling on Judy, to be honest. So I, um, I, I'm on board with you there. I got to put a, I got to put the fireworks with these guys. Forgot about that. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I'm I'm curious who's next. I've got some opinions. Um, yeah, Ayuk. No, I've got him lower still. Um, okay, I've got Hollywood, man. I all Hopkins right. is out for what six games? Okay, um, Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. Uh, Hollywood's a deep threat. I, I think everyone hates him because they've had him on their team and he drops long touchdowns from Lamar Jackson, which is true, but he is he was pretty good. Like after everyone gave up on him, Hollywood Brown was a good player. And I, I think most people have just kind of glossed over that. So um he's younger, he's he's playing with a good quarterback. They desperately need him. I mean, it's like him and AJ Green and Rondale Moore, who's I mean, they were thrown to him like a running back last year, like behind the line of scrimmage. So I just don't see who's gonna produce other than Hollywood. And he had 146 targets last year. Like he had nine targets a game, uh, 14 fantasy points a game. That's right in line with like Pittman last year. So I, I think Pittman's a better player, but I, I think we can get a hot year out of Hollywood here. Um, I, he's like in three years from now, I don't know what he's going to be, but I think it kind of lines up really well for him. All right. All right. We'll see. I would, um, you, you, you draw an over underline and I'll, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it and I'll, I'll probably take the under, but, okay. uh, who, who do you got next? Okay, I got to go before we get to Ayuk. Um, one of my most drafted, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. All right, I, I'm all right with that. I, I okay. like I like Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm wondering if I'm going to get any shares after everybody falls in love with everybody on the Lions <laughs> with uh, Hard Knocks, which is you know going to be on here in like an hour. So we got to make sure we okay. uh, get ready for Hard Knocks here. But uh, yeah. yeah, tell me about St. Brown. You got him as a boom or you got him as a safe? I got him as safe, honestly. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, so... Everyone, the knock on him is that they had nobody else to throw to, and he was just hogging the targets towards the end of last year. Um, Hawkinson was hurt. Swift was hurt for a little bit. Uh, they had nobody else in the passing game. I know it's Jared Goff throwing to him. It's not perfect. But Goff has supported receivers before, and St. Brown was really good. Like, I watched some Lions game, games for what we saw, and, like, they would give him carries, and he would break tackles on him. Like, they found ways to get him the ball. He broke tackles. He's good after the catch. Like, I just think if every player had a spot, like – um, St. Brown, 
like did what he did. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't happen. Like just because you're the only receiver doesn't mean that you have a blow up year. So he took advantage of his opportunity and I, I think it's going to carry right over to this year. Yep. Uh, I, then, I, I'm excited about him. <laughs> he's, yeah, I think I, he's, he, it's him and Jacoby Myers are my two most drafted players. And Jacoby Myers is just because he's like, I don't even know what round he's at. 13th round or something or 10th round. I, like he's free. So I just, just one of those guys that is yeah. in every draft for you. Yeah. Yep. I, I remember those. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. All right. Who, anybody else in the boom tier? Anybody else in the safe tier? Ayuk is boom tier. Let's get to Ayuk. Okay. We're, we're running out of room, but um, yeah, he looked so good his rookie year. Um, he was almost like Debo. They were throwing him short stuff. He was breaking him to the house and then he kind of got in the doghouse last year, but he was really good down the stretch last year. Um, we kind of all wrote him off just because he burned us so bad at the beginning of the year. But um, there was, there's a lot of talk that like Jimmy G just couldn't get the ball to him. He was a downfield threat and nobody was getting the ball to him. And with Trey Lance, it could be a lot different here. So um, I don't know. I, I think he's, he's worth betting on. Maybe the San Francisco offense falters, but he is the boom, like ADP wise, the boom option in this passing game. And I, I think he's worth taking shots on. Where's he going? Um, let me pull that up. Um, he's starting to rise recently. I'm not sure if fantasy pros is going to reject it or reflect it. Um, he's 98th overall ADP wide receiver 38. So, um, really nice value. Yeah. Yeah. If he's still around there, you know, I would target him much higher than wide receiver 38, but, uh, I'm wondering if we sort of deal with Hopkins here. So he's missing a ton of games and I know that's why we haven't talked about him yet. You just want to kind of put him here off to the side. Um, yeah. we don't have like a, we don't have a suspension, uh, <laughs> yeah. icon, but is kind of, he's great. He's a great receiver, but he's going to miss a ton of games and your yeah. fantasy season, they matter. Like you have to win early. Like you have to, the, the wins early matter as much as the wins late in your regular season. So, um, it, it's tough to burn a, a pick on a guy that you're not going to be able to see until, you know, late October yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, it's six games, and I'm the same way. I just don't draft these suspended players. If it was four games, if it was two games, like let's talk about it. But it's that's a long time to burn a roster spot. So, and even without that, I mean, he's still a great receiver. But he's been getting banged up a lot lately. Um, He missed time last year with injury. Uh, He's getting up to age thirty. So, like, we got to survive the six games, and then he's got to come back and be an elite wide receiver. So, I'm just taking other players. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next tiers. Who would you like to talk about first? Yeah, how do you want to handle these last two tiers? Because I know it's a little different than um, – because these aren't the bottom of the wide receiver rankings. These are just bottom of show one. So They're more like the bottom of your starters. Yeah, okay. If that makes sense. Most, most leagues that I've ever played in have three wide receivers on your roster. So this is how I would kind of think of it. These are the guys that you're considering taking to be your starters – uh, you know, we're, we have like 41 guys or something like that, that we pulled up for pictures. Um, yes. so we will, uh, we will just kind of right. go from, from there, but I, I don't know, target monsters and guys that you're wanting for, you know, yeah. big, you know, I, I think wide receiver three can be your floor guys that will, you know, Hey, I know he's going to get some targets and he's going to put up some points. Yeah. Um, he's not going to give me a zero. <laughs> and then I think that wide receiver three can be, this guy might give me a zero, but he might get me a 12, or a 15 because he's going to pop a big touchdown, right? right. That's kind of how I see a lot of times wide receiver three coming down. There's more wide receivers, so that might be a little bit of an antiquated approach, but um, no. that's 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 where I was going with. Cool. Let's go uh, Juju um, in the target 
uh, section there. Um, he's on the Chiefs. If you missed that this off season, we have not <laughs> not you. I just met our listeners, but yeah, um, <laughs> we have not named a Chiefs receiver at this point. If you've not noticed that, which is very rare for Patrick Mahomes' offense. I mean, Kelsey's the wide receiver one essentially, but it looks like Juju's the wide receiver too. I trust him over Marquez Valdez Scantling and Miko Hardman. Um, I do really like the the rookie Sky Moore, who's kind of similar to Juju, but I think he's gonna have to work into the offense. So. I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly how Juju's going to fit in with Mahomes, but I'm willing to find out. I, I think he's someone you should draft a lot. Um, not sure where his costs at. I guess it's at 76 now overall. That's not bad. So um, I may be not as high on some as as some on Juju, but uh, there's big upside there for sure. Yeah, you're buying into a premium offense. So <laughs> I mean that that's that's the pick for Juju for me is that you're betting on Mahomes and the premium offense more than anything. So I, I can live with that. Uh, who's next? Yeah, so this is where it gets tough here for me. I almost wonder if I should have Juju up in the tier above, but um, it, it's fine. It, this is good. Um, I kind of like Christian Kirk, honestly. I, it's kind of betting on the Trevor Lawrence breakout, and I think the rest of the receivers are pretty bad. So I think if if Lawrence is going to break out, like we all ripped Kirk because of that crazy contract they gave him, but that's not his fault. He's a pretty good player. He can play in the slot. He can go deep a little bit. So um, I think he's going to be pretty safe and maybe we get a breakout season too. So I like drafting Christian Kirk. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you, but I think I would rather have a couple other guys down here just, but, but you're right. Like we, you can't blame a guy for signing a con- I mean, I wouldn't blame you, Eric, if, if your company offered you a giant yeah. raise, right. I mean, like, take it, man, you know, go, go get that money. So that's, that's just is what it is. It just kind of, you know, messed up the wide receiver market for a little while. Yeah. Um, that's all. That's all that was about. But you know, Jacksonville's gonna jag. That's what they do, man. So yeah. uh, I, I understand. I understand that. And I, I, Trevor. I still think Trevor Lawrence is gonna be a good player. So yeah, uh, he's got to throw to somebody. And you know what? Actually, you just uncovered Brandon Cooks. We accidentally skipped Brandon Cooks a little bit there. So okay. um, let's get him. Man, he's a tough one. I think he's a target hog, right? I mean. He's been an undersung target hog hero. Like he's one of those players that nobody ever wants to draft, but he's he's been a consistent fantasy player. I don't think Davis Mills is the worst quarterback in the world. We'll see how he looks year two, but he looked pretty decent. So um, Cooks is someone you can get a pretty good value. He had 134 targets last year. He just keeps doing it. So um, I do kind of like drafting Cooks. I don't get him a ton, but he's kind of always there for you if you need him. You know, he's a proven deep threat receiver. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not a good team. Right. So, but again, there are fantasy points on not good teams and there's really nobody to compete with them. So, and this is a guy that's got the weirdest career, right? I mean, just, you know, he has value. It's clear that he has value, but they just kind of keep shuffling him around the league. He's, he's, he's not like a guy that everybody wants to keep. I don't know, like smelly gym locker or something, but kind of, kind of insane, but um, all right. Who, who do you got next? Okay. I got two back to back here. Cause they fit together. Let's put them, let's put them in the touchdown range only because I think they could be a little boom bust, but I want to go Devonte Smith and Elijah Moore. Okay. And I want to talk about them because this fits into the, um, the sophomore receiver potential breakouts. It's along with, it's these two, Amon Ross St. Brown and I'm drawing a blank. Someone we talked on a lot earlier here. Um, Oh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. <clears throat> these are the receivers that had impressive rookie seasons and we can't overstate that. And they're set up really well just from a historical perspective to have a really big year here. Now, the problem is Devontae Smith is in probably a low-volume passing offense behind A.J. Brown competing with Dallas Goddard. And then Elijah Moore 
the injury to Zach Wilson is not good. And I wasn't a big Zach Wilson fan to begin with. So that's where we kind of poke the holes. But as far as players, I think they're both really, really talented players. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I agree. And you're at the stage of the draft where th- this is a ton of upside. I would yep. love to take these guys. Um, but I'm not a Zach Wilson believer either. So no. that is that is kind of uh, – that that would be where I would hesitate here. But again, Although you're Flacco's a wide receiver three. Flacco's lighting it up in camp. I don't know if you see the reports. Joe Flacco, man. He's, he's, he doesn't feel like an old man. He's ready to go. <laughs> but yeah, it, it might be time to move more down a little bit. But we'll see. Okay. Um, I, I see some safe guys and I see some, I see a rookie that's fun. Um, and a guy returning from injury. So yeah, a lot of places to go here. Yeah. Let's talk about Renfro. Okay. He's going to be targets. He's a, he's one that I honestly don't know what to do with. Um, I mean, if you just look at the numbers, he's going way too late. I mean, he had a really good year last year. Um, he had 128 targets. He's a slot monster, scored 15 points a game. It's just how much does Devontae Adams kill him? And I don't know if we're going to know that until week one. So, um, but he, I mean, Derek Carr loves him. And I just, I don't know that just because Devontae Adams comes in that he's going to stop getting the ball. So I could see taking some shots on him here. Totally agree. Safe guy, safe wide receiver three, nothing wrong with that. And again, AFC West uh, gets a bump. And I, I really... It's my one big theme of of the fantasy draft season is get get your AFC West in. Yeah. Okay. So I think we need to do Gabe Davis now. I don't know if you followed the fantasy community in the offseason, but he's like the most talked about receiver. Some people think it's blasphemy to have him this low. Um, he's People are torn on him because he hasn't really shown the production yet in the NFL, and we're kind of projecting all this like open volume – from the offense onto him. And that doesn't always work out like that. Like it just because players leave and opportunity opens up, it doesn't always just go to the next guy. Like you have to earn the targets, but we all saw him in that playoff game score, what four touchdowns or whatever. Um, It's Buffalo. It's Josh Allen. So I do think it's worth drafting him, but we're ultimately looking at a guy who's got two seasons, just under 600 yards each year. So it hasn't quite happened yet, but I mean, he's 23, He's actually scored six or seven touchdowns both seasons. Like there's, there's, he's, there's just good and bad with him. Um, I think some drafts you're going to see him go like up in tier C probably. Like some people are super high on him. So I don't know. Um, I, I like drafting him. I just usually am not as high as someone else in my draft is. Yeah. It feels like a guy that is fantasy nerd, like yeah. loved. And then you get through the season and it was like, oh, that was just like a little bit of more hype than it was actual real. I don't know. Like I, I feel I love the offense. I should probably put the fireworks next to him. Uh, yeah. So so there is that. But, you know, is, is that worth, you know, passing up another guy who's the no doubt number one or, you know, some of these other guys who who have like proved it a little bit more? Is he more yeah. just a, like a fun story? Right. I think we maybe overvalue like yeah. the the lower drafted players that maybe outperform and you yeah. say oh man they're awesome and then you think about like well this guy's like a first round talent and you're you're passing him up maybe don't do that right so i i don't know there's yeah. there's a little bit of that going on here um yeah. and they all just right, we lost got- Emmanuel sanders and cole beasley they got a lot of targets last year and i know That's it's true like i said that doesn't mean they're going to davis but they do have some holes to fill here in the passing game so i don't know he's a Very fun true. one to watch this year very true. We got five guys left. Um, okay. Who do you want to? Who do you want to talk about next? So, I've moved 
let's skip London for a minute just because he has a little minor knee injury. So I, I kind of adjusted it a little bit. Um, okay. Let's go with Thielen. I mean, he just scores a million touchdowns. Put him in the touchdowns now. He, he's kind of seen the volume drop off some because, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the league possibly. But um, Thielen scores a bunch of touchdowns. He's getting up there in age. There's a ton of reasons this could fall off a cliff. But for now, I mean, he's got 24 touchdowns combined in the last two years. So you could go a lot worse in, at this Yeah, stage that's insane. Uh, Michael um, Thomas is an interesting guy. Uh, definitely yeah, more of a target guy. Yeah, he's one I just – I have not drafted him at all this offseason. I just snuck him up into this ranking today because okay. it looks like he's going to play week one. Like I was just kind of like – we haven't seen him in two years. I'll believe it when I see it. And it's been enough positive news at this point that I think we're going to see him. People are still seeing that ceiling with Drew Brees, and I don't think any of that's there because it's – I don't trust Jameis Winston coming off of an ACL. So I'm not all that interested in drafting Michael Thomas, but he's at least entered the conversation now. Okay. Uh, would you have Cooper in front of him? I'm at, man. I'm kind of out on Cooper, honestly. Okay. Um, he, I mean, the Watson thing, it looks like it could be a full year suspension at this point. Right. I, I think maybe we're swinging back that way. Cooper's never really completely broken out anyway. So now nah, he's kind of at the end of my rankings here. Um, I, I would go London next. Um, he's going to be, I yeah, let's put him there. Um, he was draft. He was just drafted so high. It's just him and Pitts. They have nobody else to get the ball to in Atlanta. They don't have good running backs. They don't have, you know, it's just, there's two of them. He's got a little minor knee injury right now. It's only a week. Um, but if there's a rookie receiver, that's going to break out. Like he is the prime candidate. Uh, people love him. He's like a big slot kind of guy. Um, people think like he kind of got stereotyped as like a jump ball receiver. It's he's, he's not that he's a good route runner. He can play inside, play outside. I think he's going to soak up a lot of volume. So um, the Falcons are going to be bad and they're going to be throwing a lot. The only reason to pump the brakes is it's Mariota, you know, like it's. Uh, <laughs> right. You don't have a quarterback really to speak yeah. of. I mean, I'll think Desmond Ritter is going to be ready. And if he is, you know, you're going to have growing pains with the rookie. You know, he's not necessarily pro ready or anything like that. Not sure that he's even yeah. the the guy of the future. I really think that yeah. this, this team could be looking to get into the, the next yeah. year's quarterback crop, but uh, Bobby Trees. Let's end on Bobby Trees, one of my favorite yeah. guys. Um, you know, obviously in the target section. Would you put him ahead of Thomas, or would you put him behind? I'd put him there. Let's let's okay. let's slot him in there. Um, and real quick on London, I will say I did real well in drafts last year, drafting Jalen Waddle because people were down on him, and he was the sixth overall pick. And like that draft capital is real. And if people are going to be a little bit down on London, like teams don't just use that pick on a player that high. So I do think London could be maybe kind of this year's Waddle or something where we're looking back afterwards or like, man, he was a steal. So um, I like drafting London. So. One of those, I think it's one of those guys that, you know, if he's really down this far, I mean, we're talking 40 wide receivers, you know, we're what that's round eight, round 10, I, maybe round eight, nine, 10, somewhere around there. 105 right? overall. So I don't know if you can do that math. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's about where I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, it depends on if you're a 10 or 12 team league and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're in a keeper league, yeah, and somehow you're able to get down there, you could have a real value on your hands if he if he is what you think he is. Now, a lot of other people in your league are probably going to think the same thing, but right. you know that that's that's the kind of thing you have to have in the back of your mind. Um, you know, where, you know, where can I snag a guy that has the potential to take a huge leap and I have a huge value on my hand. So if you're in a keeper league, yeah, um, yeah. this is the type of guy that, you know, his, his ceiling is S tier, 
right? Like, the, the, you know, you don't take a wide receiver this high without thinking that he could be a star. So mm -hmm. that's the kind of that's that's where I start thinking about. Oh, is this a is this a guy I can get as a keeper? Um, so maybe he's not even like a guy that you're going to have produce at wide receiver one or two levels or anything like that. You're not going to worry about that this year. It's it's um, what can you get out of him this year? But maybe if you have a keeper element, what can you get mm -hmm. out of him in the future? Yeah, and then maybe they drop a top five rookie quarterback onto the team. Right. And <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, him and Pitts look real good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Bobby Trees, let's end on him. Yeah, I'm a little down on him, honestly. I have not been drafted him a lot, but it, this is a pretty clear tier after him. You get to a lot of rookies and a lot of kind of older veterans. So I love Woods. He's he's a really good real-life football player, but he is also 30, coming off an ACL tear, kind of low-volume passing offense. Um, he's never been a big-time touchdown scorer. It's kind of crazy to think that we are drafting Cooper Cup behind him last year, I believe, when Stafford came over. Like, we all thought that Woods was the guy. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that Cup was the guy all along. But um, Woods is good. I, I think if um, Traylon Burks, he's had some up and down stuff in camp. If he's slow to start, they got nobody else to throw to other than Robert Woods. So I think he could have some nice volume early on. I just, I'd struggle to see him hitting a ceiling that like he didn't quite get to in Los Angeles, I guess. Fair. Uh, like you say, probably a better real life football player. Um, I think at yeah. this point in the draft, I'd rather take somebody with higher upside. Yeah. I'm, I'm not usually hunting for floor at this point in the draft. So exactly. uh, that that's kind of my, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm, uh, you get to a certain point and that, you know, floor volume from some of these guys that are up, you know, higher tier, like yeah. a McLaurin, a Bateman, a Keenan Allen, guys that I've had on teams, you know, a, a lot, uh, you know, in the past, I've built a lot of teams around Kevin Keenan Allen, you know, that's oh, yeah. kind of one of my dudes. Um, but once you get past that stage, I'm not interested in, you know, the 80% of Keenan Allen or the 75% of Keenan Allen. I'm, I'm interested in what can I get to boom? What can I get to throw in there that's gonna that's gonna have a hundred potential hundred yard game? So, uh, I yeah I agree I like him as a real life football player, but not on my fantasy teams. Yeah, totally agree. All right, man. Well, that's that's kind of the the starting wide receivers or maybe fringe guys that might be you know the first off your bench. What we're gonna do is we're gonna come back next week um, and we're gonna talk about flex players. And that will be kind of that next group of wide receivers and the next group of running backs. So if you didn't catch the running back show, that's posted on, on our YouTube page as well. Um, and we're, so we're going to talk about that next group of players, guys, that you're going to consider in that flex, if you have a flex. And if not, you know, the kind of those top bench players, guys that you, that they're going to get drafted. You want to draft them. You want them on your team. You want as many of these kind of guys as possible because they're important for building that depth and taking some lottery tickets uh, to, to see if you can hit on something like that. So um, Eric, what, what else do you want to say about wide receivers? Uh, you want to go with favorites? You want to, you want to hit like your, I mean, your, your top we, guys with we've the, been doing the all teddy top bears, man. I, I don't yeah, see yeah, the teddy yeah, bears. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I forgot. I, I forgot to pull up the teddy bear. Let's let's do that. Now. I'll be quick. I know we've been long, but uh, oh no, we're we're you know yeah. It but it's forty one players. So yeah, we'll uh, how about one top tier uh, guy each and one uh, you know lower tier guy yeah. each. Yeah. So I'm going to include the top two tiers. I, I if I'm going to rank Waddle that high, I think I've got to stand by it. So. Um, his value, I just really like his value in the fourth round, and I'm drafting him a ton there. Um, I think I know who you're going to pick, so um, it, he might be my second one. Yep, my guy's T. Go. Higgins. Yeah, um, he's probably and, my and I, 
I think it's because when you have a guy early in his career and you kind of stick with him and you see his growth, you kind of get invested. This is yeah. why I think fantasy football is fun is right. that it does give you a different lens with which to like force yourself to get out and watch other teams. I just mm-hmm. like watching football. I will watch the two worst teams play a Thursday night football game because I that is my hobby. This is what I do. I don't have a lot of other hobbies besides, right. I don't know, drinking bourbon, right? But like, this is what I do, okay? So the, I'm a nerd. I like this stuff. But this is one entry way to like learn about different players and get invested. And Higgins is just one of my dudes. And I, and so I, I love to see his ascension. Uh, and so I will uh, I will likely be trying to draft him in my draft coming up next week. Yeah, uh, one like that for me was DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like he just got better every year early on, yeah. and I had him like every year. It was great. Yeah, I was in a keeper league, and I gave uh, a tip to draft towards the end of the league to DeAndre Hopkins to a different person, uh-huh. um, and I, you know, he kept him for three years. It was just brutal. So, um, all right, who who about in the lower tiers is is your dude? Yeah, man, there's a lot of good options here. Um, I'm tempted to go Amon Ross St. Brown just because I just keep drafting him. And I think he's a nice cheap value. I'm not, I was torn between him and Bateman because I'm not sure who's going to go later by the time we draft our home leagues. I kind of want whoever goes later of those two. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going on St. Brown. I think, I think, well, maybe the Lions will pump him up in uh, hard knocks, but I think people are going to see he was a late pick. Lions, you know, Jared Goff's not good. And I'm not going to draft that guy. And I think he's going to get a ton of volume. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at these tiers and like, you know, I love A.J. Brown, but I think, you know, everybody knows how good A.J. Brown is. Yeah. Um, you know, Darnell Mooney, I keep picking bears, uh, you know, so I'm t- very tempted to just say like, yes, um, so I might come back to that. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know, I, I, I'm really into sticking with Brandon Ayuk. I, I stuck with him last year, paid off towards the end. I think that he's going to have a really nice year. McLaurin's been one of my dudes, but everybody knows about McLaurin, and I don't love that situation uh, yeah. there in Washington. I really like Bateman. Um, that's uh, that's probably ah, man, Bateman, Pittman, Ayuk, and Mooney. Those are my four guys in this tier. I also like Amon Rice, Brown, and and Allen Robinson. I would love to have some mix of those guys on my team. Um, I'm not going to go Homer. I, everybody knows that I want Mooney. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick right. it on Brandon Ayuk. Cool. I like it. And this is like, that's the fun tier of receivers to draft. And it also kind of gets you out of draft in some of these, uh, kind of washed up running backs. So it's kind of like, I like getting a, a running back early and then just drafting all these guys, get as many of them as you can. So I think you're right. I, as I'm formulating my draft plan, I really feel I'm at the end of the round because I won my league last year. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I get to keep cam makers. So kind of an RB two. And I so I think at that 10 11 is it's only a 10 team league, right? We lost a couple guys now, just a 10 team league. Mm-hmm. It's a 10 and 11. I really feel like I'm probably going to grab a running back and I'm going to grab one of these like higher tier wide receivers. And then when it comes back to me, I'm likely going to be fishing around in this category, maybe getting a tight end, something like that, right? And and I, I just can I get a couple of these wide receivers that I like a lot. Uh, to, to fill out my roster and I'll just be like uh, waiting for that fifth round pick to come back to me you know hopefully I can get him but um, that's the fun part is is you know holding your breath and hoping that you know somebody takes uh, you know Robert Woods because they know or Amari Cooper because they know the name uh, and and you're just like please please 
please yeah. let Devonte Smith fall to me or whatever. Right. Uh, that that's the fun part about drafting is, you know, the, the camaraderie and the holding your breath, but uh, yeah. this is awesome. This helps me a lot because I, you know, I certainly have some opinions on some of these guys, but uh, it's really great to hear your analysis. Uh, what's going on at your website. What's going on at QB list where, you know, where can everybody find the good work that you guys are doing? Yeah, so follow us at the QB list on Twitter, uh, QBList.com. We just, like I said, what we saw, we had a writer write up every preseason game from a fantasy perspective. So you didn't have to watch all these preseason games. You could just check that out. So that's always awesome. Uh, Ryan Heath just put out a uh, juggernaut running back study. So it was called League Winning Running Backs last year, but he wanted to spice up the name a little bit. So just a study on how you find those Christian McCaffrey types. Uh, it's a really good article. And then, hey, we had a going deep on uh, Khalil Herbert. You know, we got a. Uh, Albert O, the Broncos tight end. Like we got some good uh, stuff on there. So I'll definitely check it out. And then of course, all the rankings are there, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I read the juggernaut article. Uh, I read about the Knox and and all that stuff. So made me feel like uh, Najee uh, looked like a pretty good bet this year to to do some good work. So uh, that might be helping me at the 10, 11. I don't know if it'll Uh be there or not, but it feels like, you know, around that range. So yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. So uh, again, QB list, picture list, it's some of the best fantasy material out there. If you're not reading it, prepping for your draft or, you know, hitting the waiver wire, you know, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice because somebody else in your league is going to figure out that that's the site to go to and that's how they're going to beat you. So, you know, that's where the best stuff is. Make sure you're going to that. Um, again, Eric and I are going to come back. We're going to do a flex show and we're going to do uh, kind of putting it all together. Um, and, uh, you know, if you haven't viewed the other videos, they're out there. We got the QBs, we got the tight ends, we've got running backs, and now you got wide receivers. So even if you're drafting this weekend like I am, you have enough material to try to put some of this stuff together. But we will continue to talk and put this stuff together. But, yeah, Eric, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll hit you guys up next week.